coverage of tonight's debate on WSB is brought to you by Renner's Warehouse. Follow Campaign 2016 on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Mr. Trump, you've called for a deportation force to remove the 11 million undocumented immigrants from the United States. You've also promised to let what you call the good ones come back in, your words, the good ones, after they've been deported. Senator Cruz would not allow them to come back in. He says that's the biggest difference between the two of you. He calls your plan amnesty, is it? First of all, he was in charge of amnesty. He was the leader, and you can ask Marco because they've been debating this every debate that we've had. As far as coming back in, Number one, you wouldn't even be talking and you wouldn't have asked that as the first question if it weren't for me when my opening, when I talked about illegal immigration, it wouldn't even be a big subject. But we either have a country or we don't have a country. We have at least 11 million people in this country that came in illegally. They will go out. They will come back. Some will come back, the best, through a process. They have to come back legally. They have to come back through a process, and it may not be a very quick process, but I think that's very fair and very fine. They're going to get online with other people. The best of them will come back, but they're going to come back through a process. That was Trump responding to, obviously, the question about immigration. But what's funny to me is that Cruz has the moral high ground on immigration in this, or I should say is the one who's portrayed as tough on immigration. And let me just say, I think that the the issue, the the all the talk about illegal immigrants is not the real problem. That is smoke and mirrors. The reason we have illegal immigration is that's how they want it. That's the cycle. You get you you have porous borders to get the absolute most desperate people and the people who are willing to live illegally. And then every once in a while, you give them amnesty to change the way the voting demographic is. And I I'm a libertarian. I believe in people's right to work and travel. Uh, I also recognize that we're in a democratic republic, and if you get enough voters, they can actually take away some fundamental rights that have been secured to us by the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. So you want to make sure people understand that. But I also feel like it's motive. It's a motivation to continue this cycle every time you give people the right to vote who have come over illegally. I think that a way to solve that, to completely change the dynamic, is to have uh, illegal entry disenfranchisement. You can do whatever you want with citizenship, the right to work, deportation, whatever, but some felons are not allowed to vote. And I feel like this should be categorized as that just to take that incentive away. And and maybe it sounds harsh, but I think they're not coming over to vote. They're not going to vote if they don't think they're coming over to vote when they're illegal. That's not the thing they're here for. It's not going to hurt them that much, but it would change the whole dynamic. This is Monica Perez with post-debate coverage. Uh, uh, live until 2. You can give me a call, 800-972-8255 or 404-872-0750. Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Roger in Illinois. Roger, you're on with Monica. Thanks for taking my call. I um, I really enjoyed the debate tonight. I feel like uh, the mask is finally being taken off Donald Trump and he's being revealed for what he has always been what he still is but um i was actually calling in reference to the the citizenship issue with ted cruz 
and um, it's not it's not an issue. My mother was born in Barbados to U.S. citizens, and there was never a question whether or not she was a U.S. citizen. She had a passport. Did her, her parents file a foreign birth certificate? Uh, you you can file a my child is born foreign. I don't think his mother filed that. You know what I mean? We don't know. Right. Yeah, but I also attend college with um, some Canadian students. One of them, he's lived in Canada his whole life. His mother is a U.S. citizen. He has dual citizenship. He has passports from Canada and a passport from America. It's never questioned. Yeah, but that's uh, we're not talking and, about citizenship. We're talking about whether he's a natural-born citizen, which you really, uh, it seems self-evident to me that you cannot be a natural-born citizen of more than one country. So you have to figure out the rules. Is it your father? Is it your mother? It's where you're born. It, you know, that, that we don't even have his documentation. I could probably make the assessment myself. I went to Stanford Law School. I'm a member of the bar in New York. Uh, I, I was in the class of someone who's up for um, consideration for the Supreme Court. I mean, that's what they teach you to do there. And I could probably figure it out if he would show me his documents. <laughs> but he doesn't reveal the documents. The only document we've ever seen was his birth certificate, which it's very clearly Canadian. We don't even know what citizenship his father held when he was born we need facts we need facts i'm going to brian and cartersville brian you're on with monica how you doing tonight monica good how you doing i'm pretty good i thoroughly enjoyed the debate tonight and i feel every candidate had their moment that they all did really well and there's aspects that every single one of them i would love to roll into like the ultimate candidate you know, it, like it, the Frankenstein it, candidate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's all right. Trump dominant stature. I mean, he just he dominates the stage. He, his presence, you know, overwhelms everybody. I mean, there are times that you know, even when Rubio was trying to go after him, like he just made Rubio shut up. For you second. know, Jeb is actually taller than Trump, and I am. You know, when I reflect on. Jeb should have, uh, he, Jeb won Florida governorship twice, and he is just bred for this. I don't understand why Jeb didn't portray that kind of presence on, I, you know, I'm starting to smell a rat. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's, it, I, to me, it's not, it's, it's like the height, it's just the way he carries himself. You know, Trump yes, he has, he has the, presence, that's power. for sure. Yep. You know, All right. like Rubio, like, I, Rubio, I think he knows a ton, but... He, like he just seems like everyone says he's really rehearsed, and he kind know? of and feels a little bit like one of those little dogs, just really hyper, and yeah. uh, you know, he gets too, too excited when it's his turn, and you just kind of want him to calm down a little bit, and that yeah. does play into this whole like he's too green thing. But I think he does. I mean, I think that's that is a fitting uh, char- characterization of him. Yeah, Kasich has the experience, and I think you know Cruz and Carson the character because i mean no one could deny that ben carson is like one of the finest human beings i've ever seen yeah i can't i i uh i can't dislike ben carson i really think that he would be lied to by professional politicians wearing military uniforms but i do yeah. i do respect him i gotta say about Kasich though so funny because in the beginning in august i i just took him at his as face value i didn't you know peel the onion i was like you know i like Kasich. he was like this big cuddly teddy bear super positive super reagan style like hugs for everybody we're gonna you know we're gonna make money and 
and be happy. And then, like, tonight, he was... All of a sudden, it's like the teddy bear, like, turns into a real bear. And he was like, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, our only foreign policy win is that we escalated uh, the tensions in Asia. You know, that was great. But we need to invade Syria and take out Assad, uh, you know, and come what may with ISIS. I mean, don't even look at Libya and Gaddafi. We still we just got to take Assad out as a, as a matter of principle. And then he said... And we have to arm Ukraine. I was like, uh, it reminded me of when Rand Paul said about Chris Christie, like, if you're in favor of World War III, you have found your candidate. I mean, I just couldn't believe the case it went from this, like, uh, teddy bear to the, to, like, the real bear. It was crazy. Yeah, you went from, like, this level-headed person, like, oh, that makes sense, though. Yeah. Wow. It's like, <laughs> kill them all and let God sort them out. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> down down boy so so yeah I, I used to like him and then i just don't even know what he is i guess he's just waiting for ohio so that he can have a big party or something but yeah. he's you I mean, know I, I i'm still undecided you know i feel i i have a feeling trump's gonna take it and there's this the, i think the big reason that you know a lot of people hint at why he's so popular it's not so much oh he's the outsider it is he is completely not of the system you know, even Rubio and you know Cruz looking at the outsider, which you know you were hitting at earlier that I, you know you don't think he is. But no matter what you say, everyone up there, other than Carson and Trump, they are career politicians. That is you know? true, and and even if Trump is, uh, you know, maybe he's. You know, these new expressions keep popping up in the media. In the tank, maybe he's in the tank for Hillary. Maybe he is. I mean. You never know. She was Secretary of State. Who knows what dirt she has on him? She went to his wedding. Maybe they're friends. I don't know. But even if that's the case, he's still an outsider. I mean, he's not He's not the politician. He's still like some some guy who's playing a game or playing a role. And, and, and I grew up in New York, and I read books about, or I read one book recently about Donald Trump, but was always aware of him. And he does seem to have been the same guy all along. You're really not... Well, you know, what you see is what you get as far as his personality goes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I do I do find that charming. I'm going to Greg in Carrollton. Greg, you are on with Monica. Miss Monica, how you doing? Good. How you doing? These debates, I would prefer to call them debacles. It's been a lot of finger pointing. It's been a lot of... Name calling. It's been a lot of mud swinging i'm i'm sick of it uh what happened to a candidate having a platform and having the planks in his platform other than trump getting on the telling about get the illegals out and then come legally i have not a problem with that if if i go out and rob a convenience store they're gonna just let me go think about it let me ask you a question, Greg. Yes, ma'am. Um, I looked, I, I, I'm just, I saw the debate and I just thought, yes, the, these, it was like a slapstick kind of comedy thing at one point where they're all like slapping each other. It's like the three stooges with the, those guys. It just uh, seemed like it lacked dignity. And I, and I was thinking of how, of the Jeb thing, of that he was a guy who could have brought dignity to this thing. Uh, those guys want, you know, that establishment Republican thing is they, they have welfare and warfare. It's the worst of all worlds. I'm not advocating. 
But do you think that was the kind of statesmanlike presence that, uh, you know, was called for or you, you would just totally not viable? It, it's uncalled for. When is somebody going to lay out a plan and say, I propose we do this, this, and this to, pre- to prevent problems? Uh, lay out a problem that we have and lay out a solution to fix it. That, that has... That has not surfaced. I haven't heard that. Now, of course, they do that most of the time, or they used to, and then they were just such a pack of lies and never followed through. It's like as if they just even gave up on the lie. They're like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother to lie to you. Uh, We know you hate Hillary, so we're just going to actually, we're actually going to fight for it. We're going to like physically have a physical altercation, and whoever wins uh, gets the nomination, and then we'll just get the uh, I hate Hillary vote out. I mean, I really feel like it's gotten to that point where where it's so clear that what really motivates people to vote is how much they hate the other guy. Uh, Except for with Obama, I think people really were uh, hoping for some healing from him, and that did get the vote out, and that really is a shame. That really was a disappointment in that regard. But but I feel like uh, it's all about who can beat Hillary, you know? And I and I, they don't even try to give a platform anymore because the left platform is all the same, and on the right, everybody's platform is all the same. This is Monica Perez with Post-Debate Coverage live on WSB Atlanta, KRMG Tulsa, WHIO in Dayton, Ohio, and on News 96.5 WDBO. In Orlando, you can call 800-972-8255 or 404-872-0750 or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Coverage of tonight's debate on WSB is brought to you by Renner's Warehouse. Follow Campaign 2016 on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Monica Perez taking calls live till 2. 800-972-8255-404-872-0750. That's to Eastern Time. Going to Stephen in Oklahoma. You're on with Monica. Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm very glad to. Uh, I would probably say that I think it was kind of a draw sort of between, you know, Trump. He was the loudest and... He took the most blows and delivered the most back. But on the other hand, I would I would just um, I used to could not stand Trump, but I would I'm very concerned about our national security, and he seems to be promising the most, just simply because he said he's going to knock the you know what out of everybody. <laughs> and that's my basic opinion. He is the kind of guy where you'd be like. Uh, don't know what he's capable of, so he doesn't lay anything out. You kind of wonder, so maybe he would scare people into submission. We're letting too much go on our national security, you know, where you have ties with Asia, you know, with Japan, to defend them, you know, the umbrella defense in 1962. Yeah, the nuclear umbrella. Yes, that's right. And they're, you know, they're scared because their confidence is fighting, you know, and it's dangerous for us. I would like to point out that um, Korchika Anami, you know, the Army General, the head of the Army in Japan, when he committed Harry Carey in 1945 after Japan surrendered, that he warned what was going to happen, and he warned that Japan was going to become the next battleground in the next hundred years. 
Oh, that's interesting because they, they they do seem to be uh, escalating conflict in uh, in Asia. Yes, and he warned that Japan was going to be the next battleground. And so everything that those people, they foresaw that then in 1945. Well, I... I actually, I, I'm a, I was a Ron Paul supporter, and one of the reasons was I felt strongly that his foreign policy, he was not an isolationist, he was actually, he was just a non-interventionist. And if you, he used as a touchstone the principles of a just war, and which are very specific and laid out. You can go to my website to see that, com. But also, uh, he was for free trade. And if you get people uh, engaged in, in trade, they're much less likely to be belligerent. And if you stick to the tenets of a just war and don't uh, destroy the sovereignty of other countries, you don't have refugee problems, you don't have terrorism spreading like wildfire. So I think that there's a cheaper, easier, safer way but that's why I'm a libertarian. And I am a libertarian. I have a show Saturdays on WSB. But right now, uh, I am doing post-debate coverage till 2 a.m. on WSB Atlanta, KRMG Tulsa, WHIO in Dayton, Ohio, and on News 96.5 WDBO in Orlando. And uh, you can call 800-972-8255 or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Coverage of tonight's debate on WSB is brought to you by Renner's Warehouse. Follow Campaign 2016 on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. If he builds the wall the way he built Trump Towers, he'll be using illegal immigrant labor to do it. The second... So cute. Such such a cute soundbite. But here's the guy... Here's the guy that buys a house for 179000 He sells it to a lobbyist who's probably here for 380000 and then legislation is passed. Well, you tell me about this guy. This is what we're going to have. Here's a guy president. that inherited $200 million. If he hadn't inherited $200 million, you know where Donald no, no, Trump no, would no, be no. right now? No, no, Selling no. watches in Manhattan. I have to say, Senator he lied Cruz. this time. He lied. 100%. 100%. Senator you Cruz. lied about the Polish workers? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You lied to the 30, students of Trump University? Ago. 38 Senator years Cruz ago. Oh, he lied 38 years ago. All right, I guess there's a statute of limitation on lies. That was Rubio and Trump, and I thought uh, a dust-up that made rubio look a little panicked it was more so i think when you were watching him but he just starts throwing all this stuff at trump and it was funny when he said he inherited 200 million dollars i just read this book called trump nation the art of being with donald and it was really focused on what donald's is really worth and how he got this stuff done uh one of the things was that he used concrete to to build trump tower and there's some implications that it was he was all mobbed up or he had to bribe government officials to uh, get the zoning all sorts of of stuff in that book which was really like a fluff piece almost that i can't believe none of the stuff is being brought out until now but the thing about the 200 million trump couldn't correct him but from what it said in the book there was 200 million dollar inheritance but he had um four siblings one of them died of alcoholism so i'm not sure if that if he got a, his share but so he 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 inherited like 35 million or 50 million something like that and i just think it's funny because he couldn't say i didn't inherit 200 million i inherited 35 million but the but the weird part to me is that this stuff has been I, that book I read was printed ten years ago, but 
nobody's come out with it. And I just don't understand how Jeb's $150 million super PAC didn't bring any of this stuff out. I mean, it's just, it, it's messed up. And when I was investigating how the absolute disproportionate amount of media Trump gets, the fact that he's not being vetted, I mean, I just wonder, I, I did not think this was a lose on purpose year for the GOP, but maybe they, maybe the fix is in for Hillary. And, uh, and, and maybe they're using like this parallel strategy, which would be, I remember reading that David Axelrod worked for Obama with a nobody. Obama was a nobody at the time in Illinois running for Senate. And by coincidence, both the primary opponent for Obama and the general election opponent for Obama was absolutely sunk when divorce records were leaked or unsealed. It was the exact same tactic parallel in the primary in general. What if this is... Uh, this this parallel tactic for, you know, assuming I'm just saying, like, if you're down the rabbit hole and you think that the fix is in, it would be the same parallel strategy to have uh, in the primary and in the general someone who is a very polarizing, very bombastic, somebody who can get 40 percent of the vote but can't get 50 percent of the vote in both Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump so that it looks like she's getting a run for her money. But really, in the end, uh, that that a person who's polarizing like that just can't get the middle people. And that's what it's going to take to win. So that's what I'm afraid of. And and the fact that he's not really been vetted, that that was the first time I heard real allegations coming uh, at Trump. And it was from Rubio, but it was just too jumbled. I didn't think it was very effective. I'm going to Nathan in Oklahoma. Hi, Nathan. You're on with Monica. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. Well, I just wanted to say that um, I was surprised at Rubio tonight. I mean, where was, I don't, I'm not going to say he won a debate or anything, but I'm wondering where if that Rubio that we saw tonight was in the last debate. And I just thought that... <laughs> yeah, he seemed to, he, he should have probably been a, a more animated anyway, and certainly had more material. The fact that he like repeats stuff, or he's robotic, it's not necessary. I mean, he might not be as sharp as Trump. He didn't seem quite as sharp as Trump, but he's sharp enough. Yeah, I mean, the, the exchange where, well, I saw you repeat yourself five times, five seconds ago, was, that was gold. Yes, and that obviously was spontaneous. I mean, even if this stuff is fairly orchestrated, and I think sometimes it is, I don't think it, it could ever be outright scripted like that. He was sharp. He was quick. That's, uh, that's I, I always like to see that. You know, it's like proof. Like, that's why I like Ben Carson. He's so funny, and it just cracks me up. And, it, and his timing's great. Like, he really makes you laugh. And even though it's always, you know, this... The same thing. He's like always complaining about how he's. They lock him in a closet until the debate is over. He just cracks me up. Ben Carson's fruit salad thing is like perfect. I missed that. What was the fruit salad joke? Give it to me real quick. Oh, it was. I want something like I want to look at the fruit salad of a person's life when I consider them for, uh, I think Supreme Court nomination or something. I I can't remember. The exact oh, okay. I remember people saying I was tweeting, tweeting during the thing, so I missed a couple of lines. But yeah, people like that that stuff from from Ben, and he does shake it up. But the problem is, although he is a diligent guy and he could get stuff done, he will absolutely have to rely on experts. And he seems to me to have absolutely no ability to tell the difference uh, to be able to assess those people. He simply says almost every time, I would find the best people and 
trust them. And I just, that's not good enough for me when you're talking about the guy with the finger on the button. Exactly. I mean, that, 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 I think Ben Carson would make a much better president than any of, than Hillary or Bernie or and definitely Trump. But I, for one thing, I don't think he has a chance. For another thing, it's just, he, like you said, he's not completely knowledgeable about, about these things. No, I know. Here's the benefit is that you could probably trust him. Sorry, what now? You could probably trust him. Repeat what you said. I'm going to give you one more thing. Go. I think maybe just maybe a little bit out of this element. Yes, yes. And I think he is probably over his head um, in in the fact that it's rough and tumble and it's all this kind of stuff. I, I think like in places where they have a president and a prime minister and like other kind of things at the top. Maybe you could play a role that isn't the the statesman role, like a prime minister who would maybe be uh, focused domestically. Anyway, but yes, there's probably no chance. I'm going to Robert in Covington. Hi, Robert. You're on with Monica. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. And I want to touch on a couple different things. But the first thing that I want to do is thank WSB 95.5. I am a truck driver. I am in and out of Atlanta five nights a week. I listen to this show religiously as soon as I get it coming out of Alabama all the way over to my destination uh, over here in eastern Georgia. Thank you for providing good traffic information, weather updates, and most of all for the informative news shows that I listen to every night. Yeah, and it's uh, and in the nighttime you get that clear channel effect where it goes far. My father was a truck driver and my brother is a truck driver over the road. My father was a truck driver before they had cell phones and GPS. Can you imagine? It was a torture. But I always love to hear from the truckers because they listen a lot to the talk radio and to the news. So they're actually very well-informed. You know, they can't be well-read because you can't read while you're driving, although I have known a yep. trucker or two who would. But, uh, yeah, you really get to, to know, you really get to hear everything. I, I have gotten to the point where the Fox network on XM, I have taken it out of my radio. Wow. Uh, I listen to you. I listen to that uh, a lot. There, I also listen to Truck Network, which is uh, uh, out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Yep. And you pick it up on AM radio with Steve Summers. So yep. I, I, At night, I, real I'm late, not, right? Until 4 a.m.? Yep. Uh, but you can't talk about I, other stuff, <laughs> other yeah, shows. Uh, I only listen uh, to Fox because I have to hear the propaganda. There's a lot of propaganda, and I need to keep up on it because when I do my show and I try to get to the truth and I try to always resort to my libertarian principles, I have to know what people are being fed 24-7 on that constant cable news. But other people can just listen to <laughs> their local yep. <laughs> radio station. Anyway, what's your point, Robert? i got to wrap it up. Um, so who'd you think win? Anybody? Did you think anyone won tonight? Um, when the shouting started, I quit listening. Good for uh, you. The thing that I, the two things I want to touch on real quick. Okay. Uh, number one, I voted for Trump. Uh, I'm not going to make any bones about it. I am trying to, like a lot of people in the mainstream are tired of the same old garbage day after day coming out of D.C., the entrenched politicians that have never had a real job their whole life except politicians. Yep. Uh, the, the thing that I want to touch on with this thing with Ted Cruz, 
I have two friends. They're a brother and a sister. The exceptionary rule, you can research this, to U.S. citizenship born outside of the United States. The only way that you are a U.S. citizen born out of the United States, if you are born on a U.S. government installation. Yeah, you're talking about, I agree with that, natural born citizenship, which is the requirement for president. It's not a requirement for being a citizen. It's not a requirement for voting. But it is a requirement for president, and that is why I think people don't understand. Cruz is totally entitled to his U.S. citizenship, no question. But in my opinion, with the little information he's provided us, it is uh, a natural. He is not a natural-born citizen. Uh, I'm going to Ronnie real quick. Uh, give me what you got, Ronnie. You're on with Monica. Yeah, the uh, I think the biggest problem that everybody has uh, with the uh, everybody except Trump is they're so mad at Congress because they've got so many broken promises. They've promised jobs, jobs, jobs. It's been 1,800 days they've been in there. They haven't produced any jobs. They've did nothing. They've been outwitted by President Obama to ever turn. Um, you know, they, they're not doing nothing for the veterans. We have a veteran commit suicide every 65 minutes. And, uh, you know, they're just tired of it. It's, it's, it's basically, Trump is just a slap in the face to the to the uh, Republican, Republican Congress. So they give nothing to help anybody. Everybody, you know, Ronnie, my, though. My, my mother's Social Security checks not going yeah. up. You know, the uh, middle class is we are now considered a banana republic because over 50% of our, our full-time workers uh, are living below the poverty level. Um, you know, uh, 50 years ago. Uh, General Motors was the number one employer. The average pay fifty dollars an hour, considering benefits. Compared today, now Walmart average pay eight dollars. We subsidize them. Yeah, we, Here's the thing, time, Ronnie. I got to stop you because I I can't um, I can't buy that. There is. I think we have moved completely beyond the possibility that this thing can be fixed from Washington. I look at this and I think all the things you're saying, real issues, I'm a hardcore libertarian. So I would say every single solitary thing that you want the government to do or think the government's capable of doing, and a lot of people believe that on left, right, and center, that they can create jobs and um, provide a safety net and stuff like that. I don't think that. However, even I do think that we have the technology to make either system work in good faith. So you could have like hardcore, uh, you could even have socialism, but with our technology and everybody would be able to have a decent meal. I, of course, want total liberty. And I think we would be awash in overwhelming prosperity and wealth. And I mean, scarcity would be a thing of the past. But the fact is, no matter which way you go, they're not trying to do that in Washington. I don't think there's any ideology left. There is no sincerity left. It's 100% at this point, in my opinion, uh, a cronies game, military-industrial complex game, left, right. And I don't think Trump is above that. And I know everybody else does, but I just don't think that. This is Monica Perez. I'm here a little bit longer with post-debate coverage. I'm on WSB in Atlanta, KRMG in Tulsa, WHIO in Dayton, Ohio, and on News 96.5 WDBO in Orlando. I have time for one more call, uh, which I've already got on the line, and you can always tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. 
coverage of tonight's debate on WSB is brought to you by Renner's Warehouse. Follow Campaign 2016 on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Monica Perez wrapping it up. I am going to David in Tucker. Hi, David. You're on with Monica. Hi. You were talking about some of the stuff that isn't coming up until the last minute on some of these campaigns. Yeah. I think a lot of journalists are simply not doing their job anymore, uh, even more so nowadays that investigative journalism is not being funded by a lot of the um the alleged uh, journalistic sources uh, it's just a matter of dueling press releases is what's happening. They're not digging. A good example, uh, ever since the Clintons have been the national prominence, I've heard that Hillary worked on the Watergate committee, which is true as an intern, but I only learned in the last couple of months that she was fired from that committee, and they listed why, and the top two reasons were she was dishonest and untrustworthy. No way. I did but, not hear that. Yeah, and I try to do a lot of research. I do my own research. And she's one of only two interns who served on that committee who was not given a job recommendation. I have been reading about uh, them. What book? I can't remember what book I read, but oh my gosh, it was just shocking what uh, what those people were up to in Arkansas. And there was a YouTube video. It's, it was a documentary that is on YouTube called The Clinton Chronicles. Oh, my goodness, it'll make your head spin. But I do agree with you that the media, uh, they just they get press releases from the government. They just use these news services. There are very few of them. You can there are funny. There's a funny thing I posted on um, who has a Conan O'Brien, like kind of played a trick on them and said you uh, gave a press release out that said he was going to push the envelope on, I think, gay marriage. And he has a video reel of like 40 different anchors saying uh, Conan O'Brien is going to push the envelope on gay marriage. I mean, the exact same words. It is so crystal clear that they just tear it and read it. And and the talking heads, that's what they do. So what are they going to do? Like, I, I know because I try to find the real truth and then tell you about it. But I have to be ready for like the attacks. If I were just, you know, a guy on TV, I'd have to just read from the thing. If, if I thought something was different from what was on that piece of paper, you can't take that chance unless you're willing to do your own research. And it's so differentiated now, the roles, that I don't think that happens. But um, I think it's beyond that. I think Jeb's super PAC should have vetted all this stuff for $150 million and they didn't. And that's where I think the rabbit hole is. You can check out what I wrote. I wrote some pretty comprehensive stuff, if you do like real journalism, on my uh, website, MonicaPerezShow.com. And I always continue this conversation on my Facebook page, on Twitter, at Monica Perez Show. And uh, I also have a show on WSB in Atlanta every Saturday afternoon, usually from 3 to 6. This week it's going to be from 4 to 6. But uh, you can check me out even online if you want to listen to it at WSBRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening. This is Monica Perez.